if you want to launch a product, I don't think your first question is necessarily what is my product. I think your first question is what is a platform in which I can attract a lot of people and audience and the type of network that I want so that when I launch a product, I have people to launch it to and a network to support me. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of Light Pink, best-selling author, three-time fitness world champion, and I'm a crazy multi-passionate entrepreneur. My journey has taken me everywhere from being a broke waitress, barista, retails associate, and personal trainer with massive anxiety and no belief in myself to later becoming a multi-millionaire in love with my life. In 2007, my husband and I lost everything. We found ourselves hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt at rock bottom. We had no ideas and I had no education to fall back on. This is when I found personal development and learned everything I could about business, not by choice, but because I realized no one was coming to save me. The conversations on this podcast are going to let you know that you're not alone and that we all feel like we don't know what we're doing. We're going to give you the tools to help you face your fears, take action, start your business and grow those massive dreams that are keeping you up at night. It's time to create a life that you can't hide from and put so much on the line that your higher self is forced to come out. You're going to stop waiting for someone to approve of you and you're going to anoint yourself. Because I'm obsessed about building businesses that give women a platform, I want to feature you. So if you text the word podcast to 310-496-8363, you can get your questions answered on our Q&A segment along with a shout out. And if you rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, we're choosing someone every month to get coached and featured on our show. It just might be you. So let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. And this is an exciting day because we are adding another weekly podcast episode to the show. I have been wanting a place where I can bring you alongside me in the journey of building light pink. So this is your first official BTS of building a business podcast. And what our hopes are is that you get to learn, you get to sit right next to us. And everything that we share with you makes it possible for you to know that you can do whatever the hell you want, no matter how big it is. And you're going to be doing it with other people. You will never be alone. So my co-host in this show, which I'm so excited about, is the incredible Lauren Kuhlman, who is my chief of staff. Lauren, what's up? Hi, I'm so excited that we're finally doing this because we have so much to share. So Let's do it. Oh my God, I'm so excited. So her and I talk about this all the time. I can honestly tell you that I don't know if there's been a day that we've worked together where we said, 
we have to share this with people. People have to know what this really looks like. Like how many people quit at this point because they think it's a stopping point or they think they suck or they think they're not good at it. And this Mm -hmm. is not the stopping point. This is Mm -hmm. one of the biggest learning points. You know, I think the other thing, Lauren, is that I've had you to build this with has been a huge portion of why it's been exciting to me because it's really tough to eat the shit sandwich alone. Like cut that in (laughs) half and I hand you the other half. (laughs) I gladly eat it. I actually think it's really fun. (laughs) She literally smiles and chews. It's so, it's amazing. (laughs) Like she's the best person you could ever do this with. So you guys, we are like so thrilled to be here passing along all of the things that we've learned. But before we do that, because what we really want to do with this show is to take you with us every single week on what happened that week, what were our problems, how did we get through them, what's our current struggle, where were our wins, how are we advertising, how are we messaging, how are we branding, who are we working with, what are we doing, like literally opening up the Bible of what we are doing and handing it to you because that's the only way that we are going to live into our mantra of what we truly believe in our core values of kicking the door open, holding it for the woman behind you and proving that together you can do anything. And we want to be the proof that you can do this because this has been hard up until this point in my life. This is honestly the hardest thing that I have ever done. A lot of that is because we are in the alcohol industry. There's so many different laws. Mm -hmm. And also Mm -hmm. just we're living in a landscape right now with COVID and manufacturing is challenging and getting people to staffing has been so huge for us as well. Mm -hmm. And there has been challenge after challenge after challenge after challenge, and it's only made us stronger and stronger and stronger. So what we want to show you is how to get through that. But Mm -hmm. first, I know that we are going to just start from the beginning. We're going to start from the top. Yes. So I think this is the perfect time first to ask you, what made you even want to start Light Peak in a whole new company that you've never done before? Like you've never done anything in the product space, let alone alcohol, which you've been told, we've been told all the time that it's like the hardest industry to get into. So what made you want to start it and what makes you stay in it when it gets really tough? Oh my God. These are amazing questions. I had gotten to a place in my life where I had kind of checked off the list of the things that I wanted to do. And I can't actually believe that I am at that place or that I was at that place because growing up, I did not think that I was going to be doing really much of anything. (laughs) So I had been a speaker. I had written books. I like astoundingly became a multimillionaire in different businesses and sold courses and events and all of the things. And I got to a place where I was like, I did all the things. But I realized even recently, it wasn't just that I got to a place where I did all the things. It's that all the things that I had on my list, I now knew how to do them. I had now done them over and over and over again. And the other day I was writing down a list of things that makes me happy. And what I realized looking at that list, if I were to do all of those things day in and day out, I actually wouldn't be happy because I didn't write down things that were challenging. So for me, one of the biggest things that I've learned that makes me, and I believe probably over 80% of the population, is challenge. So for me, light pink was a new challenge that was so big and so huge that it almost seemed impossible 
but I knew that it wasn't because other people were doing this too. The other reason is that in my friend groups at the time, a lot of the women that I hung around are freaking amazing. They're insane high achievers. They're multimillionaires or six-figure earners or doing these incredible things, but they were starting to feel burnt out. They were starting to feel tired like I was. They were starting to wonder what that next step was. And in the conversations when I would go hang around with my husband and his friends and go to their dinners, they were talking about starting companies and selling companies and investing in companies and working with each other and, you know, going into these different companies and ideating together and investing, really investing in each other and lifting each other up. And I thought, okay, I love this. We're starting to talk about this. You know, women are starting to support each other now, which is freaking epic. But I had never seen camaraderie like that. And I'd never seen support in the form of, hey, I'm investing $100,000 in him. I'm investing a million in him. I'm doing this with this company. He just sold his company for 300 million. And they were throwing it around like it was like no big thing. And I'm mm-hmm. not, in the meantime, I'm picking my jaw up off the table going, why are my <laughs> girlfriends and I not having these same conversations? And it really totally. like literally lit a fire under my ass so big. I don't know if you want a big fire under your ass, but I had one. (laughs) Not if you're gassy. (laughs) So that was it for me. Like something flipped in me that has never, ever went back to normal where it was just such a clear line of why aren't me and my girlfriends talking about this? And we're hard workers. We're smart. We want to support Mm -hmm. each other. We want to do bigger things, but we had never even put the really, really, really big opportunities on our radar because we weren't in the rooms with the conversations that made us feel like it was possible. And so that is why light pink, Lauren. And what keeps me going when it's hard? Having 54 investors talk about creating, there's a, the famous tennis player who says pressure is a privilege. And if you don't know how to create your own pressure, you may not follow through. And for me, 54 female investors that I don't want to disappoint was a really powerful way for me to create pressure and also include them and bring them with me and have them there to support me and also have them strategically invest in a way that when they invested, they all said that they are willing to help get this out in the world because that is the (laughs) only way that truly we're going to get out in the world. And I really believe that the present tense of branding, of marketing, of getting your vision out into the world and the future of marketing, getting out into the world is really now community, organic, people who like mm-hmm. really fall in love with your product and share it on TikTok and share it on Instagram and share it with their friends and family. I really believe that that is the way that we're moving. And that's Mm -hmm. why we incorporated it into Light Pink. But it's also a huge reason on why we don't quit is that we have such a big why. So true. And I feel like a lot of the investors, we just actually recently asked our investors, some of them for Women's History Month, like what makes you invest in the companies that you do? And so many of them answer because the founder, it's not necessarily about like the product, but they're so bought into the vision of Light Pink. It's not just a drink. I feel like Light Pink is... It is a drink, but it's the community that we're bringing into the world and showing people what's possible with their business, with their dreams, with their goals, with investing. Mm -hmm. And that's something for me when I started at Light Pink, I was so excited about you, the mission, the product, but then found out about the investors and was like, wait a minute, this is a whole new world, which I never hear anybody talking about either, about investing in actual, I know you can invest in other companies, but that was like the extent of it. I didn't really know much beyond that. 
so learning that there were 54, well, we were actually raising at the time. So we didn't know how many there were going to be, but that's when I came into the the job was doing all these phone calls that you were doing with the investors Mm -hmm. and seeing all of the behind the scenes of what it actually takes. Like what is investing? Oh, they have to be accredited. Like I learned so much about all of that stuff too, but seeing that they're invested into the mission and they're wanting to get this product out into the world is so huge that like no one else is really doing. And we're finding that too. When we're talking to warehouses, they're like, oh, you actually have 54 amazing people to help you bring this to the world. Like we're actually maybe willing to talk to you, even though you're a startup and you don't have proven sales. So I think that's huge. And it's such a big opportunity for people to just realize that they can actually go fund from friends and family, maybe all women if they want to, and just educate them and bring them into the mission and the vision, not just into the product itself. So I'm so happy that that was something that pulled you toward it. And then you got really excited about it. And honestly, you guys, it's so much fun for me to talk to Laura now because, you know, she didn't know about investing before and now she knows all about it. She knows a ton about Mm -hmm. it. She's worked so much in it and she's worked in some parts of it now more than I even have some of the back end stuff. So I think for you to say that and also talk about how if you want to, you literally just said it like it was totally normal. Like if you want to raise money, you can go do like a friends and family round. And I just want to point out like, People probably look at me and they're like, oh, yeah, but she was so connected. Okay, yes. And there was a point, and I know that you remember this, when I couldn't get over the million dollar mark. I felt so Mm -hmm. stuck because I felt Mm -hmm. like I had maxed out my network. I was like, well, shit, here's where it ends. A million is really not enough to like launch to how we want to launch and get a product company started, which we really need to tell them about later, about what it looks like to start a a certain type of product company, what to choose, what that looks like, how much to raise, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But with that said, I had to go and ask totally new people for connections. Mm -hmm. I had to go and dip into a new community. I had to go and strategically start booking. You guys, my podcast has been one of the most powerful things for me. And here's why I would strategically go and book people that I was interested in to have invest in my company because I was like, here's how they could help me or here's how their wisdom could help me. And so we do the one hour podcast. I know that after a one hour podcast, we're going to be pretty connected. We're going to be pretty bonded because you let me, like you give me free range. Typically before a podcast, they say I'm an open book. Great. We know that the fastest way, oh my God, I love that this is about to tie into our cans. Okay. (laughs) We know that the fastest way to connect is to be asked vulnerable questions and also share similar answers. And I think that's the magic of my podcast is that I also share with them my vulnerable answer potentially or a story around how I'm feeling about the topic that I asked. So it's very conversational. They feel connected to me as a podcaster, or as a person. And then from there, I literally would be so nervous on the whole podcast, not because I was nervous about the podcast, because I knew what I wanted to ask at the end. And I knew mm-hmm. that this was my one shot. Like literally I can hear the Eminem song in the back of my head right now. <laughs> like, yes. I was like, this is your one shot. Like, you're not going to get this person to be this open right now and responsive Mm -hmm. and bought into what you're doing. And, you know, the podcast would end and I'd be like, oh my gosh, here's where how we're going to push this out. If they had a book or something, I'd say, I'm going to do a giveaway. I'm doing this. I bought 10 of your books. I'm giving them to my audience. I'm adding so much value to them. And then they naturally say something like, okay, well, what can I do for you? And I'm like, well, I have this new company. I'm looking for female investors. You know, this is the vision. Here's what I want. If you know anyone, I'd love to be connected. I can send you the deck. Great. Okay. 
half of them ended up being interested mm-hmm. and then some of them ended up investing. One of them literally went from meeting her the day before. The second I met her was the podcast, which was Emma. And then literally the next day, she looks at the deck. I believe it was the very next day when I sent it to her. We get on the phone and she invests $100,000. Like that is so powerful. So I think that that is when people say, you know, will you have the network? No, I don't. But I did create a platform in which I could invite Mm -hmm. people on. And at the time, yes, my podcast was doing good, but it wasn't doing what it's doing now. So and that's not I don't even know if I sent them numbers of my podcast back then. What I'm trying to say is maybe everyone listening needs to be like, maybe I need to create a platform that adds a lot of value to people to be able to now network with the people that I want. So I don't Mm -hmm. think the question is, if you want to launch a product, I don't think your first question is necessarily what is my product? I think your first question is Mm -hmm. what is a platform in which I can attract a Mm -hmm. lot of people and audience and the type of network that I want so that when I launch a product, I have people to launch it to and a network to support me. Now, I'm not saying mm-hmm. you build it all at once, but I am saying that is a really good first question to be asking. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's off of your investing. Go ahead. So I also was going to say on that, I feel like I even when I came in, I saw you being like a little bit nervous to reach out to somebody again, like, oh my gosh, I already reached out to her. I, I don't want to bother her. But you have to also look at it as like, this is a huge opportunity, which you reminded yourself of that. We talked about it too. Like it's about them having the opportunity that you have to be able to like, not be scared to show people that you might be nervous to reach out to who might be on like some different level that you think they're on and like maybe out of your league or just too busy or whatever it is. But I think you have to think about the value that you're bringing to them, not just them bringing to you with the investment and the money, but you're bringing something so huge to them. And even now, like we even question ourselves, like, do we reach out to an investor and ask for this favor? And it's like, you definitely have to figure out how much to ask, but thinking like it's also benefiting them. It's literally like a two-way energy exchange. So I feel like for anybody who's interested in raising money or asking somebody for a favor, if you have that energy to add back to them, it helps a lot too. So it's not just them investing and that's it. They're going to get this money because our plan is to sell and blow this company up so big and the community and all of that. So it's a huge value for them. But like we are highlighting our investors all the time on social media. We're bringing people to their pages, to what they're doing. We're featuring women. Like that's part of our mission too. So I think like you said, it's not just having a product, it's having that whole mission around it. And don't be scared to just reach out and ask people because it's a great opportunity for them. It's not just like you're asking for a favor, something that they want to be part of. So they have to know about it first. Oh, I love that so much. It's such a good reminder. And I feel like you and I always have to like snap back and remember that like, because you have to ask, are you shocked at how much you have to ask people, (laughs) not just, not just investors, but I mean, like, co-packers, manufacturers, people to help us, calls that they say they're coming on and then they don't show up. Like, and nothing wrong with that. There's just, you think you have to ask and then you literally need to like 30 exit or maybe 80 Mm -hmm. exit or 100 exit. I don't even know. Mm -hmm. But like we had some investors, God love them, but they're busy. They're really important people. They're freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, 20, 30 times. And they want to do it. Yeah, they want to do it. They want to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They want to be involved. It's just, I feel like we're the same way. Like there's a lot of things you want to do too. And it's like, 
yes, we want to do that. Yes. Like, oh yeah, that's still on our plate. We will definitely do that. But it's just, we need those reminders too, just as much as they do. So don't let it discourage you for sure, because it's something that they are obsessed with. And you can send a voice text out and you get an answer right away on like, what's your idea for this for branding or anything? Like they are definitely strategic. So I love the way that you, you didn't just find random people. They were all intentional people that we brought into this vision because we have to find all of the people to bring into the vision who actually care about it just as much as we do for it to be successful in the world and attract the right people that we're trying to bring to this company. Like we're trying to help people build their businesses and support them with their dreams and help them to be able to ask better questions when they're connecting with people, like to get the answers that they need, move past service conversations. And we need people who are also bought into that rather than just like some random person who you met through some other person who's just like, yep, I have the money. Here you go. And then we never talk to them again. Like that's not Mm -hmm. what this business is about. I think everything that we do in the business and when it comes to our warehouse and everything, like we are so intentional and picky, which I love that if we have a bad vibe with somebody who's like, "Eh, I don't really trust you. Mm -hmm. You're a startup. No, like maybe check back with us. Maybe in a year we might talk then we're like, we want somebody who's actually excited and believes in us. Who's not like skeptical, especially because of like, what we already have built with these 54 women, like that's a huge deal. And we want to work with people in warehousing, co-packing, like packaging everything who actually are bought into the mission too, from the people who are making the product to when it actually gets into the hands of people. We're not just picking like random partners that we can just find easily. Like that's why it's kind of taking us longer too, is because we need the right people to work with long-term to make this successful. I love that because business really is about relationships and it's like eating food from a cook who hates their life and hates what they do. Like, I really Mm -hmm. feel like that does affect you. It's the energy in which it's done. And just from you and I have been on calls where people don't believe in us and that does not feel good. That makes us leave the call feeling small, which then makes us make decisions from a place of fear. And we know that we don't come up with our best ideas when we're in a place of fear. We come Mm -hmm. up with business, needle moving, life changing, bring this company to hundreds of millions of dollars. Like that is our goal. We only come up with that when we are around people who get the vision. And I guess what I want people to get is like, don't settle for people who don't get the vision, unless it's something, Mm -hmm. you know, is short term, that'll just like, you're like, okay, I know this is just a couple months and it's getting me here, but don't Mm -hmm. get stuck in it. Like don't Mm -hmm. get stuck there. Mm -hmm. And the faster that you can move on from that, the better, because it it affects everything. And if you don't think it does, it does. It affects your team. It affects your team members. Like that Mm -hmm. bad juju, bad energy is just like, Mm -hmm. it absolutely affects everything. So so Tell true. Me about another thing that you, I know that you had talked about, you know, one of the biggest things that you had also learned from starting at, at Light Pink is just managing and working with so many different teams. Tell me a little bit about that. I didn't know what all this would even entail. I mean, this is a product that we knew nothing. I mean, we had a general idea, like there's warehousing, there's co-packers and all of that, but it's interesting how many people actually come into play to build this. It's just me and you internally. And then we have different agencies that we work with for different things, warehousing, co-packers, we have a supply chain consultant. So it's a lot of moving parts and a lot of pinging and following up on people. But it's actually, it comes back to that too. Like we are working with the people that we actually love and enjoy working with because we have a supply chain consultant right now helping us. And she is so bought into the vision and the mission. And she like wants light pink to get out into the world as quickly as possible, but with the intentional partners, she's not just like sourcing a random person here and a random person here. She's like, I know who you guys are. 
and finding these perfect matches for you. But I didn't know it would entail like, there's so much research on the back end of like, okay, we know we need a co-packer. We know we need these things of licensing. Okay. So we, we have a call with one person and we find out so much more information that then leads us to be like, okay, now we need another, we need to hire this person for compliance. And then we find out from compliance, we need to have X, Y, and Z. So we're like, okay, we need to hire this person for this. So we feel like my job is like a million puzzle pieces. And so is yours that tip dominoes as well. Mm -hmm. So it's, you're working with a lot of partners and trying to understand where there's no overlap at the same time, because you have to keep your costs. Like you definitely want to keep your costs managed in the best way possible when you have no income coming in for your product selling yet, especially with our launch delays. Like we're trying to do our best to not have any overlap to see where we can get by so, and to so see when, when what you say, we need. When you say overlap, just so everybody understands, one of the best things that we did to understand this, when she says overlap, she means different because we're working with so many different teams and it's not a new way of working, but it is a way that a lot of companies and startups like to work because you're not having a bunch of in-house employees because that can get really, really expensive. And mm -hmm. in the beginning, you're not your true identity yet before you're launched. You don't even know who you need or what you need. Mm -hmm. So you work with a lot of these different agencies or contractors. And what she means mm -hmm. by overlapping is like sometimes you hire an agency that does the same work as this other agency or contractor that you are working mm -hmm. with. So something that we did with Bridget and Amanda, who are our CFO team, is that they brought us through that exercise mm -hmm. when we wrote down what each team did and what we need them to do. And we kind of found like, wait, this team charges for this too, but we don't need it. How can we go back and renegotiate or say that we don't need this? We need mm -hmm. this person. This is a gaping gap in mm -hmm. what we need. Nobody's doing this, but this is what we need. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like writing down all your needs and then writing down who is currently doing them. That's what she needs, yeah. the overlap. Yes. And that's a good call out too. It's like, it's interesting because it started with you and me. We had maybe an agency, like we've grown a lot with just different agencies over the past year. And now like into supply chain, it's, it's a fine line and a dance with a product company is figuring out like when you don't have a launch date, when do you start to hire for these things? You want to have things set up in advance, but we've run into so many things over the past year where we've started something maybe a platform, maybe an influencer program or platform that we've started to put a lot of time and money and energy into thinking we need to have it set up for when we launch. And then we find out like launch is getting pushed back and back and back. So another thing that we also do is we reach out to these people, partners, companies, whatever it is. First off, we've learned a lot from every situation to be so open and honest and tell these people like our launch is getting pushed back all the time. We need to have like something flexible, like yes, a contract, but like there has to be some flexibility to it. So We've gone back to certain companies and have said, like, here's our situation. We are asking if we can just pause something, maybe add it to the back end later, but this will save our cash flow now. We have no need for this service or assistance right now, this platform. So they've been really good about pushing things back for us, but it's finding out, like, what do you need now and what do you need later? But dancing that line of, like, okay, we think we're going to launch here. We don't want to pull somebody in too soon, whether it's an internal employee or a contractor, but we want to be set up for success when we launch. So that's something we're constantly figuring out. But we've learned from so many past experiences how to start these new conversations going forward. And we're also more clear too on like what we don't need anymore and what we do need. So I think this past year has been like a lot of learning and growing with every team that we have worked with and figuring out what our messaging is for our brand 
what do we actually need to start with as far as what's our strategy? Like, when do we start the strategy? When do we pull the trigger on this? For instance, the website, like there's a strict rigid timeline on the website, but we're like, well, we don't have our pricing yet. We don't have our subscription yet. So can we be flexible on this? You just have to be so upfront with them right away and Mm -hmm. see how you can navigate things when they do come up. Because I think we've been in so many situations where we're like, shoot, we didn't see that coming. (laughs) Now we have to like go back to the contract and be like, okay, how do we like negotiate what we're currently in? Because we have five more months to launch than we thought we had. That's been really huge now that we know like things will change, especially with a product. Well, we're really talking about products. And I know that in the service-based industry, things can really change as well. The state of the world can change. You cannot want to launch certain things. You can want to launch things later. But making sure that your contracts, unless you 1 million percent know, have some flexibility in them, that maybe they're set up for three months at a time or six months at a time. or And you have to know that if something does not work out, can you take that loss of staying in that contract? That's what you literally have to be asking yourself at, at all times. So the biggest thing that I'm hearing from you, just to summarize it and put a bow on it. And by the way, you're just bringing up so many incredible points that like I cannot wait to chat with everybody on throughout this is even just learning how to work with teams and when to cut it Mm -hmm. off. Like we definitely, Mm -hmm. you and I have figured out clear red flags or clear energetic things or clear, like this Mm -hmm. is just not the right team, even though they're amazing. They're just not for us. They don't get our brand. Mm -hmm. So with that said, it's kind of like to summarize it, it's releasing expectations having massive adaptivity and flexibility and Mm -hmm. saying what you need immediately and being willing the second you see something that's not working or the timeline adjusts to go and redo everything and start from Mm -hmm. that. Like you guys don't understand how much every day is just learning and you're just Mm -hmm. making the best, not great choice. Because to be (laughs) honest, we don't wake up and go, oh, we've got great choices today. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. you have those days. But most of the days are, okay, here's what we're working with. We don't have a ton of great choices. This timeline doesn't work. This needs to be submitted before this needs to be submitted. And these are not matching up. Like, and this is so much of, you know, I don't want to get it too nitty gritty because I know that you're not in the inside of this business, but I want you to be aware that nothing ever will, you'll write your initial timeline and everything's going to change. But without (laughs) the initial, you'll never start. Yes, that is so true. Yeah, just not being attached either to even now, like we think we have a timeline in mind, but we're also still not attached to it because there's so many things that still come up every single week that we're like, Oh, okay, now that changes this and this changes this. And it's always like with what we're doing too, when you're in a product business, you have to think about like, how long are all of your lead times with like licensing for one is huge because it's an iffy, like there's a range, but it's it's all dependent on the people who are receiving the paperwork at the office. And we all know how that goes. There's no guarantee mm-hmm. on when your timeline really is, but it's like your packaging, your color matching, like those are all things you can kind of plan for. Even like when it comes to the financial modeling, like we don't know our sales, we're projecting these things, but it's a huge guessing game. And so we just have learned we can't be tied to, we want to be tied to a timeline on getting launched as soon as possible. But if it means that we also need to take a step back to make something even better, that might put us out a little bit longer. We're going to do it, I think, to make the brand more successful when we launch. So we're not glued to the outcome. And we're also like flexible when we think we have something. We're like, oh, actually, let's take maybe three more steps back to make this better. And 
understand where it lays within all of the other timelines mm-hmm. and see if it makes sense. But I think when we take this, the here's the one thing you just need to consider with taking those steps back. Here's what we consider is, are we going to end up redoing this work in just a little while anyway? Yes. So yep. if you're only looking at a timeline, I will tell you, pushing a timeline back in the beginning is better than pausing yep. something or worrying about it in the middle when you're already out and launched. So mm-hmm. that's definitely something I would say is, we put these expectations on ourselves of the timeline. And (laughs) unless you've already pre-sold something, which is really important then to stick to your timeline, like if it's two or three weeks that you're talking about, or even two months sometimes, if it's something really big and it matters. And for us, because Mm -hmm. we are such a social online brand, like it matters what we look like. It matters what our messaging is because when we launch to the world, and we get all of the eyeballs and do all of the work with PR and I go on all of the tours and the interviews and all of the things, you get one chance to have someone say this is for me or it's not. And I think that that is what we're so excited about is we are getting so dialed and I've never felt more dialed in. It's the first time that ever with a brand, even out of all the things that I've done, a book, all the things, like I just feel like it is getting dialed and so clear. So I'm so excited about that. Well, we could talk all day long, but we are going to wrap this one up. But you can see that we are definitely going to have so many different things to talk to you about. And as we you know, share a little bit more about the light pink story, then we are going to get dialed every single week on telling you what happened, but also how this applies to your business. And then we might take some Q&A on business. We'll decide how that goes. We're really excited about it because we wanted to figure out a way to bring week to week updates. Because like we said in the beginning, we have never learned this much this fast that we know (laughs) is the most valuable information and can hopefully save you from a hundred of the mistakes that we made. Even Mm -hmm. though I think mistakes are so important, they're not mistakes Mm -hmm. at all. So, but we'll just share about the learnings that we learned and hopefully it can help you make those mistakes either faster so that you're not stuck in a situation for too long. So you guys, Mm -hmm. we're sending you so, so much love and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it's just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start 
which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers who use this. And now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday, I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back and I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Hey all, I'm so excited to share with you, Earn Your Happy is now part of Growth Day Podcast Network. A bunch of us are coming together to bring more growth to the world and support shows and brands that we truly believe in. And one of my friends is also on the network and I'd love for you to go subscribe to his show. You guys, Trent Shelton has the most incredible podcast. It's called Straight Up with Trent Shelton. And it's going to remind you that you are built 
for this. I have heard Trent speak in person multiple times. I've listened to his podcast a ton. He's coming on the show and I literally cannot wait because this man just spits straight fire. It is like truth that goes to your core and makes you take action right away. If you want one of those podcasts that when you're just out on a walk, you can't help but want to start running and run through a wall in your life, this is the show to go listen to. So you guys make sure that you go subscribe to the show straight up with Trent Shelton. You're going to love it.